All right, how are we, church, today? Woo! Hey, last week of house party, we've had a lot of fun. This will be the last time you hear Sam Hunt in concert every week before we start a message. So sad, Sam, but we'll miss you. Uh, Well, hey, how many of you guys, this is your first week, you're going back to school on Monday? You're going back? Getting back? How many of you guys are teachers? Hey, let's give a shout out to all our teachers. Wow. We have a lot, a lot of teachers. I was talking to a, a lady last hour that is a new teacher. This will be her first season teaching, and she says that she has run into so many teachers in this church that have been an encouragement to her. I think that's kind of cool. Well, hey, I'm Jeff Murphy, and I'm one of our pastors on our team. Let me officially welcome all our first-time guests and everyone watching online. Can we give them a shout-out? Glad to have you. Found out one of my best friends from high school watched online last week. is from South Florida. Kind of cool. People are watching from all over. I especially love when I find out we have military men and women serving overseas that watch. That's always a really cool treat. Well, hey, if you're a guest today, we've been in a series called House Party. Uh, This series has been an idea to kind of look up underneath the hood, if you will, on how and why we do certain things as a church. So we've walked through a lot of our shared values, things that we think are vital and important for churches to do for churches to think and how we would act. And so today, we're going to look at my favorite. I saved the the best for last. Uh, We're going to look at this idea of faith. Um, If you don't know, um, I think that this is probably the quintessential most important thing that we can grasp, this idea of faith. Uh, Faith is one of those things that um, Scripture tells us that it's the single most important thing that pleases God. It's the thing that uh, I think every parent wants. You want your kids to what? Trust me, right? Like, I've been there. I've done that. Just listen to what I'm saying. Just trust me. How many of your parents, you've said that before? Just trust me. How many of you, you have parents and they said that to you, right? Probably everybody in here has a point in your time where someone's gone before you They know more, they've experienced more, they've got wisdom and discernment and understanding, and they just want us to to trust them, right? In the same vein, God as a father, God as our friend, God as uh, our savior, our forgiver, the one who loves us more than anybody who always has our back, will never turn his back on us, says, trust me. But I know this, that trust piece can can get messy sometimes. Because you factor in some bumps, some bruises, you factor in some, some messed up circumstances, and all of a sudden, we wonder, we get nervous. Well, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that faith pleases God. And if us trusting God is what caused him to applause or causes him to, uh, to lean in more to us or help us to lean more into him, then the flip side of that is we know our enemy He doesn't want us to trust God. He doesn't want us to experience what it's like to be near God, be closely associated with following Him, and experiencing what He does and and incorporates into our life. He doesn't want any of that. He wants us to miss God, misunderstand God, disbelieve God, and not have the faith to follow. So what He always does, He robs us. He tricks us. He deceives us. He causes us to have fear, anxiety, to where we get stuck, 
And I would say here in the South, there's probably a whole lot of people that bowed the knee, said yes to Jesus, started following him, and then got stuck at the first point of, wow, that's a little scary. I think I'll, I'll slow things down. I'll quit taking some faith steps. So here's my hope today. I've been praying all week that God would grow our church, challenge our faith, and we would experience him like never before. And I believe, I believe this. I believe that today some of you will take some massive faith steps because of this message. I really believe that's the case. I think some of you right now are on the edge of something that you think God may be leading you to do and you're just not doing. I think today you're going to get pushed over the edge. I think even years from now, some of you will look back and remember this message. You probably won't remember the message. You'll probably remember what God said in Scripture about this message. But I think there'll be years from now, some of you will take some faith steps because of today's conversation. So what I want to do right now, I want to pray for us and ask God to clearly communicate to us what he wants us to step out and do today. Let's pray. God, we love you. Jesus, I thank you that faith doesn't fall on me. Because although God will challenge us to have greater faith, to follow by faith, to take some steps by faith, I understand that even when I'm faithless, you are still faithful. I'm thankful, God, that it all doesn't fall on me to have to get it done right It really falls on you. You are the one that is stable and able, who's never changing, unwavering, unshaken by anything happens in this world. God, you are faithful even when we're faithless. God, thank you for that. We lean into you today. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. What are we? What are we? On our wall out there, we have our shared values. They all beg the question, what are we? So what are we? are we? We are faith-filled, risk-taking, adventurous believers. We'd rather make mistakes than miss opportunities. Our faith doesn't make us safe. It makes us what? Courageous. That's what faith does. Faith makes us courageous. Um, There's two places in the Bible where it says Jesus was amazed at something. Two places. Two places that he said, I'm amazed at your And he talks about people's faith. One, he was amazed at their faith. One, he was amazed at their lack of faith. Both times it said he was amazed. I want to show you these. I want to make some strong points off these. Mark 6, chapter 6, verse 5 says, it explains Jesus in his own hometown, teaching, leading as some were offended. So in verse 5, it says, Jesus could not do any miracles there. That's in his hometown. Except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. It's like, almost you get this opinion like, okay, Jesus is like twiddling his thumb. This is way too easy. No one has faith here. So I'm just going to heal a few people. I'm just going to do like very little here compared to what I could do. Right? So there's very little showing off, very little of really seeing God's magnificence. So, except he just laid his hands on a few people and healed a couple people, it says he was amazed at their lack of faith. Almost like he was wanting them to believe in him more, and if they had believed more, they might have seen more. They might have experienced more. Essentially, that's what I believe that scripture is saying. That's one, that's one amazement. It's one time Jesus was amazed. Here's another one. Um, Luke 7 uh, explains this uh, tail end story of this centurion guard 
a Roman guard. Not a lot of people liked them, especially the Jewish people, because he was a guard. Uh, he was represented authority that they didn't really want to have. And so here's this centurion uh, guard uh, who has a servant who's dying. So Jesus, a Jewish man, Savior of the world, God in the body, uh, makes a pretty strong statement that he's going to notice this centurion guy who's not loved by everybody. But this guy's got a dying servant, and this guy, um, Jesus is not near him, but he hears that Jesus might be coming to town. And he says, hey, he doesn't even have to come. All I know is I trust that if he says the word, she'll be saved. She'll be healed. So this is what happens. Luke 7, verse 9. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd, he's making a point, turning to the crowd, he says, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Two different times, Jesus was amazed. Once at the lack of faith and once at the amazing, big, bold faith. So the question is, would Jesus be amazed at the things you're attempting for his glory? Or would he be amazed at your lack of faith? Every week in the last few weeks, we put in your notes uh, an opportunity for you to rank yourself, rate yourself. We've done it every week. Just to kind of have some fun for you to be able to say, I'm going to write down, circle where I think I'm at. My faith is really, 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 really weak right now, or my faith is really, really strong right now. Uh, I, would, I would put some, uh, I'd give some ideas to that. Um, if you think your faith is big, um, and you have perhaps maybe in the last month, um, you've done something bold, you've stepped out and had bold faith, um, then maybe your faith is strong. Maybe you have bold faith. Maybe you've stepped out and you've said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust God in this situation. I don't know the outcome, but I'm going to go ahead and go for it. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stay true to what I believe. I know Scripture says I'm not going to waver. I know I should cave right now. Everybody else is caving around me, but I'm not. You would, we would say you have bold faith. So the question I think, or I think the idea is, if you've attempted something, let's just say maybe in the last month, that's bold, that you've said, God, uh, I'm going to serve you, I'm going to follow you, I'm going to step out and do X, Y, or Z, uh, we'd say you'd have bold faith. Let's, let's look at this in the idea of, uh, through our prayer. Um, how about your prayer life? Imagine if... Imagine if God answered every prayer last month for you with an immediate yes. Like instant yes. How cool would that be, right? Just, just, just for the sake of this, this thought, what if for the last month, every time you prayed, God gave an instant yes for everything you prayed for? All right? I think a lot of us would be praying right now. Um, but just say if God did that and you got a yes, 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 instant yes, ask yourself this question. What would be different in the world based off the yeses you got? What would be different in the world? Some of you, uh, you would have had friends healed of cancer. Some of you, your marriage would have just gone like white hot on fire, right? Some of you, uh, you would have had a, a close friend and a broken relationship mended, 
forgiven. Some of you would have had maybe a spouse massively addicted to something. All of a sudden, the addiction's gone. Some of you would have seen some massive, incredible, just straight up like awesomeness, miracles of God because of how bold you prayed. Others of you, um, your food would have been blessed, right? You, you would have made, you, we would have applauded because you'd have made it to Meemaw's house safely, right? Because we all pray for like God, give us traveling mercies as if God's like, seriously, is that all you got? Right? So some of us, that's what it would look like. Maybe some of you are like, my dimples are gone on my legs. I mean, praying like, God, help me lose five pounds. Right? Five pounds. God's like, come on. Give, you know, is that what really faith, bold faith looks like? Still, some people, uh, nothing would be different because you haven't prayed. You haven't attempted to see what God would or wouldn't do. Your faith is not even bold enough to even pray. Um, so here's the thing. Would God be amazed at your great faith or your lack of faith? I want to give you um, three faith facts today, faith-filled facts today, based off uh, Hebrews, who we would say is like the faith book. Uh, Hebrews lists tons and tons of biblical characters uh, and, and what types of faith they had, what they did, what they exercised, and, and steps they took. So if you've got your notes today, I'll give you three fake, uh, faith-filled facts. Uh, first one is this. You cannot play it safe and please God. You cannot. And I mean, it just it can't happen. You can't play it safe and please God. They're oxymorons. There's no such thing as safe faith. Let me show you it in Scripture. Hebrews 11.6 6, 6 says this. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Not possible. Impossible completely impossible. So it's not like God leaves us and says you're on your own because you have weak faith. It's just that you're going to look for God and you're probably never going to figure out that he's there because you really haven't looked. You really haven't stepped out in an uncomfortable place, a scary place where you've needed God. Now I know most of the time terrible circumstances draw us to our knees, right? In circumstances, when we've got them bad, all of a sudden you're like, man, God is, God is with me right now. Why? Because you're looking for him. You recognize all in that moment, yeah, I need him. He's there. I can remember uh, a few years ago, we took my family to a, a really awesome, cool camp called Canacuck um, out in Missouri, Branson, Missouri area. Uh, geared for, you know, like, it's just an unbelievable camp. Look it up if you're a family you want an unbelievable experience beyond, like, just a regular vacation, check out Cannon Cut Camp. So we go out there, and there's all this amazing adventure and fun stuff. They're coaching your family through. You're doing. You're, you're being challenged. You're accomplishing, accomplishing things together. Where There's this one thing that's like the faith step fall that's on, way up on this platform, like higher than I've ever seen somebody step off of in my lifetime, right? It's at this camp. And I'm like, that looks awesome. Maybe we should do it. And I'm thinking, mm, if we do it, then I'll have to go. Uh, and, I, and I'm a daredevil. Most of you guys know I love, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wild, crazy daredevil guy. But I'm not much of a heights guy, right? So I'm, I, I, I'm like, eh, we should do that. But maybe, maybe, maybe towards the end of the week, right? So finally, we've talked about it a little bit. My oldest daughter, Allie, she goes. 
And before I know it, she's up to the top of this tower. They're strapping her all in. And she just, she looks and she goes. And I'm like, like, my baby girl, like, oh, she made it. Okay, God, thank you, Lord. You know, she makes it. So you got this thing, you jump off and you go full speed. And then it slows you down and lands you nice, softly at the bottom. So I'm looking at the rest of my kids. And I'm like, well, I, I got to go now, right? So I go up there, and it's, I'm, I'm climbing up and 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 up. And you know, when you look, when you're down below and you think something's high, you know when you get up there, it's like at least double that height, right? So I get up there, and I have like, I mean, I, I have this moment where I have this, I have a, a, a whole new found relationship with God. I've recommitted my life to Christ. <laughs> I mean, God and I are like, I prayed up at this moment. And I look to the guy, and I'm like, hey, man, has anybody ever died from this? And he's like, not yet. And I'm like, you're a jerk, you know. And so finally, I mean, I muster up the courage, and I'm like, it's never going to happen. I think the guy's like, seriously, the four-year-old that went right before you went faster than you. So finally, I I take that step, and I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, like, just gritting my teeth and like clenching. I'm 99% sure I did not say a cuss word, uh, but I'm pretty sure I thought one, uh, but I made it, right? And, and it, 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 faith is just like that. Faith is a step. Faith is a step, and you cannot play it safe and play God or experience God, please God. What pleases God is to go through life taking steps of faith whether big or small. And sometimes God allows you to kind of just, he'll encourage you along. And sometimes God just encourages you, encourages you to take huge, massive steps. But what pleases God is taking steps of faith. Now think about it. There's a guy named Peter in the Bible who gets a bad rap because he stepped out of a boat, stood on water, and was like trying to approach Jesus who was walking on water. Peter's like, I'll do it, I'll do it. He jumped out there and he sunk. And he gets a bad rap, but don't forget, there was 11 other guys who stayed in the boat. Peter walked out, he sunk, but then all of a sudden, he got to realize what Jesus was like. Jesus walking on the water, saw Peter sinking, reaches out, takes him by the hand, lifts him up. When you take big, bold steps of faith, when you take small steps of faith, what happens to us we meet our Savior. We find out what it's like to lean on Him and not just us. The 11 other guys in the boat, they will have never known what, what it was like stepping out into an uncomfortable, scary place. They'll never know what it was like to experience Jesus the way Peter did. Second thing is this. As long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. As long as you have a guarantee, as long as you have some guaranteed whatever, you can't call it faith. If there's a guarantee in it, it's not faith. Faith is uncertain. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the confidence that we hope for, not that we're guaranteed. Faith is the confidence that we hope for, not guaranteed, will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. It's like fourth grade when you wanted to, uh, wanted to go with the girl or girls, you wanted to go with the guy. 
I can remember wanting to go with a girl in fourth grade. But my confidence wasn't where I would go up to her and ask her, will you go with me? So what would you do? Everybody did it, as far as I know. You'd write, will you, if I asked you, will you go with me, circle yes or no. And you send the note with her best friend, and she goes, sends it to her. I remember I got back a whole new category. It was circled maybe. I'm like, that's not what I asked. It was, there's no maybe, right? There's no guarantee with faith. Um, it reminds me of one of my best friends. Um, he was the king of the old note pass thing. But when we got into high school, he'd gotten so used to passing the notes. Hey, if you want to go out with me or if you think you'll say yes, let me know in advance. Give me some kind of assurance. On his junior prom, he asked a girl's best friend to find out if she'd say yes. The girlfriend came back and said, she'll, she'll say yes. He thought that was the official yes. He showed up at her house on prom night, and she was already gone with another date. Two thoughts. Don't trust another girl. <laughs> and there's no guarantees, Right? You can have faith, or you can have control, but you can't have both. You can't have both. I remember when Christy and I moved to Columbus with our young kids, getting ready to launch my church. We had so many people that told us, you don't want to launch a church in Columbus, Georgia. And, and oddly enough, Columbus... Georgia has had, had, they said, hundreds of churches that have launched and have failed in Columbus. They got going for six weeks, a month, or, you know, a year, a couple years, and they're, they're no longer in existence. You don't want to launch a church in Columbus, Georgia. We're like, what? Columbus, Georgia. Remember, after we launched, we wanted to start small groups, and we had so many other pastors and churches and people that said, Small groups have been tried in Columbus. They don't work. You can't do small groups. Now we've got like, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30 small groups that happen three semesters out of the year. I remember when we got ready to launch the church, we had, we had one of the largest churches in America that was kind of consulting us, sent their little consultant team down and said, you guys just aren't ready to launch. We launched anyways, and God's blessed, and... There's no guarantees. There's no guarantees. When there's a guarantee, there is no faith. God longs for us to step out into the unknown and have to figure out that he's there, that he loves us. His powers made perfect in our weakness. So I think God really applauds and gets excited in those moments when we run out of ourselves. When we realize, I don't have what it takes. He often taps us on the shoulder and says, but I do. Third thing is this. Excuse me. Let me just, let me just relate for just a second. Maybe, just maybe, God might be calling you to step up. Step out a little bit. Maybe some of you, in light of us, Christy said earlier, are we launching small groups in a few weeks? What if, what if, what if God would lead you to start a small group in our church? You would say, well, I'm not qualified. Hey, everywhere in the Bible, all I see is God qualifying the unqualified. What if, 
What if God's leading you to take a new job, but you've been scared? Maybe it's this. Maybe 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 this message is for you today. Maybe to start a new business. Maybe for some of you single guys to ask the girl out. Okay, um, as long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. Third thing is this: to step towards your destiny, you have to step away from your security. That'll preach. All right, that's good stuff. To step towards your destiny, you have to step away from your security. It's like, uh, it's like this summer. We all took a road trip and drove out to Colorado. We've done this the last several summers. And we always take a few awesome and cool hikes. This one particular hike very early in our week out there. We haven't climatized to altitude. And so we're going to hike up this mountain. But our friends who live out there decide to go with us. And that means that the trail is, there's not going to be a trail. We're going to blaze our own trail, and we're going we're gonna, to, you know, do something different and be challenged in a whole new way. So we're up, climbing up this mountain. It's this massive, like, slick rock boulder field to where a couple of times I'm in the back, Chrissy's ahead of me, she's kind of slipped and got a rock rolling. That caused another big rock to roll. And I'm like, ah! and I hide behind this boulder, and this big, massive boulder goes crashing over me. And they're like, oh, you're all right. I was like, this is awesome. I love that kind of stuff, right? I'm like, did you see how fast I was like as a gazelle? I just dove out of the way. That rock had no chance. That's me. Christy, on the other hand, she's very calculated, right? That kind of stuff's like, we could have just died. And I'm like, let's do it again. This is awesome, right? Send them down. I'll play Frogger, right? We went up. We did the hike on the way down. How many of you realize on the way down, it's different than going up? On the way down, all our, my kids are all scattered in front of us. They're, they're following the leader, but our guy Spence, he's now like half a mile ahead of us. He's like, this is easy for everybody, right? We're like, uh. By this point, everybody's legs are, are mush. We're just whooped. It's been like several mile hike, and, you know, it's just, we're, we're, we're like loosey-goosey from altitude. And Christy just sits down. She's like, I can't go any further. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, I, I'm shaking. I'm scared to death. And I'm like, baby, you just, you just got to take one more step. I'll get you down. She's like, no, just leave me here. I'll, I, I'm fine. I'll die right here. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not even there. I'm like, this is not life or death. This is just, we got we to gotta get down past this hook and get around that. There's a cliff there. We'll go this way around that. There's a way to get. And she's like, no. I'll go back up. And I look up, and up's like this. And I'm like, you, you're, you can't go up. And so we have another friend. Uh, his wife's there, and, and she's like agreeing with me. I'm like, got to help Christy. She thinks this is just. And, and to my wife's you know, tribute, th- this, was, this had gotten in, in a spot where we were nervous of the right best way to get down because we could have slid and, and been gone for good. So I'm telling my wife, take me by my hand. Just take me by my hand. Just grab my hand. I will get you down. And I knew I could get her down. But my problem was I had Ash further down the road and then Ash, Allie further down the road and a couple of other friends down, further down the road. And I'm like, but we got to go. We've got to help them also. And Christy's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Just leave me here to die. I'm like, get up. And I, we, I pulled her up and we started going down. And here's the thing. When it comes to real life, And we have those difficult mountains. 
and those struggles. And all of a sudden, our problem is, is so much bigger than us. And we can't see a road. We can't see a way. We can't understand even how we got ourselves in this mess. What always happens to us is we have a Father, a Heavenly Father, who reaches down and wants us, take us, wants us to take Him by His hand. The minute we do is when we take a step of faith. When we reach up and grab Him by His hand, what we realize as we take that step of faith is He is able. I'm not, but He is. And it always comes back to this idea that His power is made perfect in my weakness. So are these, there are these moments that when we step towards what God's calling us to, what he longs for us to do, we have to understand it's always going to involve stepping away from security. Always. Apart from stepping away from our security, we can never know the, the, the journey that God has for us. So we look around churches here in the South, and we see a lot of weak Christians we see a lot of people who are just, they potentially made Jesus leader and forgiver of their life, but maybe they stopped. Maybe the enemy said one too many times with a nice set of circumstances, you, you can't trust God. Or he's not trustable. Or look at your mess and your eyes and attention have been focused on your mess, but not been focused on your father. All the while, your father's going, hey, come on, here's my hand. Just take hold of it. I will take you. I will guide you. See, here's the thing. During our difficult times, when we're really hurting, we look for God, man. We're we're like, God, where are you? And what happens to us, we cry out to God and we find God. And sometimes you think, well, man, does that mean that God wasn't there? No. It's just when you look for him, you find him. (laughs) So here's the thing. We've got to step away from our security in order to know God. Hebrews 11.8 says it like this. Love this example. Abraham, Old Testament guy, early father of our faith, modeling. God saying, hey, go to this land that I will show you. Abraham has no idea where he's going, but he starts walking, starts heading. He says, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place... He would later, after going to that place, receive his inheritance. He obeyed and went. And even though he did not know where he was going, be called to something and go after it. It will be in those moments that you find and experience God. If God is leading you, step out and do what he says. Because in that moment, you will experience God. You'll experience his his presence, his power, You experience God. That's what God wants his followers to experience out of him. Why? What else can God showcase and leverage out of us to prove to someone else that he's alive and real? But our faith. Faith pleases God. And faith in and through our lives as we follow God will prove to us over and over and over that God is alive, that he is well, that he loves us, even though circumstances, we're a terrible read of circumstances, by the way, even though circumstances will say something else, we'll learn that he is able and he loves us. So here's the thing. Maybe God's telling you to start sharing your faith. We baptized a little boy this morning. We baptized several people this morning. We had a new little twist to our baptisms. 
everybody was had someone shared each person's testimony this this week. So we got to hear these amazing stories, real life stories. Little bitty guy. His story was shared, and he shared his faith at school in such an amazing way that it led like one of his adult teachers to Christ. And I want to think that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to share our faith, to be bold in sharing our faith. We launched this new series next week called Unshaken. Can everybody just say that with me on three? One, two, three. Unshaken. How incredible would it be if each one of you shared and brought one person to church to be a part of our Unshaken series? And what if, just what if, that was the person who'd been going through some major shakeups and they could learn and experience God's faithfulness in the midst of their mess? What if that could happen? What if God was leading you to start a business? What if God's been leading you to get married, have kids, maybe have more kids? Maybe if you have three, maybe he's saying to have four. Maybe God's telling you, and you've been wanting to, but you're scared to, and maybe God's leading you to adopt or foster. Maybe some of you, God's leading you like to start trusting him with the whole financial piece, you know? Like some of you, like, I want to trust God, and they talk about this tithe thing. Well, maybe, maybe start at 2%, 5%, maybe 7 Maybe you're at 7 Go to 10 You know, start trusting God and see God in your life. We are faith-filled, risk-taking adventurers. We'd rather make mistakes than miss opportunities. Our faith doesn't make us safe. It makes us courageous. We are not small thinking around here. We're dreaming big. We're asking God for the amazing God-show-up kinds of things. I hear all the time, man, we, we don't like when churches get too big. We don't like when churches are growing because it just, but here's my thinking. If you think church is too big, maybe your love for people is too small. Because my prayer is that God would grow us so we could experience him and God could leverage our growth for somebody else's forever. So we conclude this series out, house party, with the idea that when the son who was wavered ran away from home. And when he got his thinking straight, when he ran out of all of his money, that normally is when your thinking gets straight, and he decided to come back home, his dad had his arms wide open. And he had a brother and all these other people that were like, why are you receiving him so lovingly? You know, we've been picking up the chores. We've been picking up all the mess. And here this son comes up, and as he's worried about what his dad would think and say, his dad said, let's throw a party for him. So in the next four weeks as we launch this series, my hope and prayer is that as people walk through the doors of this church on any given week, that the music's jamming. I mean like rocking, awesome. That, that, that the greeters are on point, that the ch- children's workers and my kids and and, and the my tots areas, areas are smiling and 
like knowing kids' names and welcoming kids, and the parking team's phenomenal, and the message is great, the coffee's awesome, and the Krispy Kreme donuts, well, they don't have to do anything. They're just awesome. But my hope and prayer is that when people show up as they're giving God and his church one last try, I pray that they realize that we believe in what we say we believe in by how we act, by, by our passion, by our faith, by our faith. So my hope today is whatever God is leading you to do or you even have an idea of what could be done for his purposes, that you would step out and go do it. Because it's in that step, it's in those moments that you're going to experience God like never before. His power is made perfect in our weakness. So go run out of yourself. Allow yourself to get to, to a vulnerable place where you don't know where to, where to turn or what to do and experience God. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your salvation. God, we thank you for um, just your grace that, is, that never ends. It's always there. There's always enough. There's no amount of mess or mistakes, God, that can cause us or you to turn your back. God, I'm grateful for that. God, that doesn't, that, that doesn't give me more permission to go do more wrong, God. What it does is it helps me realize, wow, my God is with me and loves me no matter what. So God, I pray that in turn, because of your massive grace, we would step up. We'd step up. We'd be challenged. We'd take on the role. We'd take on the mantle of, of doing what you've called us to do. And I pray, God, you'd use this church to reach every man, woman, and child in this city. God, I pray that for every person in this room today, that as you've connected with us here today, I believe you've placed probably something on each person's mind or heart that they need to step out and go do. Maybe to say, I forgive you to a friend, to let someone off the hook, to step out and take this big audacious step, to start the job, to ask the girl out, to, to quit something that they've given so much time and effort to that's, that's wrong. Whatever it is, God, I pray you'd give us the faith, the courage to take the step today tomorrow, next week, whenever it is, God. In your name we pray. Amen.